Hello and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It is Friday, May 12th, 2023. And I'm your host, as always, The Pody, back with another episode on this scheduled day of Friday. Normally when I do my episodes, I think I did last week's on Saturday, and then I hadn't done one for a couple weeks. And this is big because there's a lot going on this weekend. Um, the new Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom just came out for Nintendo Switch, and I haven't played my Switch in quite some time. But The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild was one of the best games I ever played, so when Tears of the Kingdom was announced, I pre-ordered it. It got delivered today. Um, there's also a whole lot of television I'm watching. There's NBA playoffs that's on right now, the Knicks and the Heat, decisive game six in Miami. You've got the Yankees on. You've got the Mets. I bet on a couple of these games. I'm trying to live bet possibly the Heat, who are down six right now. You've got the Lakers-Warriors on in a little bit. That doesn't include my entertainment for the weekend, which is... Uh, new show on Apple TV, which is phenomenal so far, Silo. The third episode just came out. I'm also reading the book. It's a trilogy series, so check that out if you're interested. Uh, on Apple TV, if you're into books, you know, check out the book as well, the series. Um, you've got The Citadel, which is on Amazon Prime. That's a great show, action spy show, with Priyanka Chopra Jonas, uh, the guy that played Rob Stark in... Game of Thrones, just uh, Stanley Tucci's in that one. That's pretty good. It's the fourth episode. Um, the last thing he told me, I always forget the name of this, something like that. The book, which is now a uh, show on Apple TV as well with Jennifer Garner and um, the guy from Game of Thrones that was sleeping with his sister. Um, Jamie Lannister, thank you, just thought of that. Uh, yeah, so Jamie Lannister's in that one as well. That's a pretty good show. Um, there's so much on. You've got the new on Amazon Prime. You've got the new Nike Michael Jordan, Air Jordan um, shoe movie called Air. That's out. You've got the Yogi Berra documentary that came out today. I'll get to more on that a little bit later. Um, what else? What else? I feel like there's just so much I'm missing that is out this weekend. Not to mention I'm playing golf tomorrow. Uh, there's just a lot. Oh, still, the Michael J. Fox movie is out on Apple TV as well. That's a documentary that I can't wait to watch. But Silo is the one I'm most, uh, I'm most, I've been most excited for. Um, but yeah, actually, a lot going on this weekend. And I will definitely watch Air probably tomorrow night. I've been very highly anticipating that, the Ben Affleck film. Um, Viola Davis, I believe is in that, that just shows the, the, um, background basically with like Nike and signing Jordan, um, and producing the Air Jordans, all that stuff. So super excited. Can't wait. And I think that's it. So without further ado, I'll stop boring you now and we'll jump into the actual show, which is why you're here to talk sports and what we've seen for the past week. Okay, so uh, this kind of going to be all over the place. I didn't section it off or group things by sport or anything this week, and I actually went from most recent to um, 
less recent. So the stuff that happened over the weekend, like the Kentucky Derby, I'll get to that later in the show because it's just easier for me that way today. Okay, so we're going to start. Jose Altuve, who if you guys remember way back a couple months ago in the World Baseball Classic, he got hit by Daniel Bard's uh, fastball up and in. Bard, who then went on a mental health um, stint, and he's on the IL to deal with mental issues, and I don't know if he's got the yips or what. I don't think he's been back with Colorado yet. But anyway, he's like the fourth pitcher too. I read this week that's gone, um, that's gone away, that's that's stepped away from baseball for some mental health stuff. Not like they're depressed or anything, but more so, uh, pr- like anxiety or panic attack type stuff. They, I guess, can't handle the pressure of, of pitching in Major League Baseball or playing in the big leagues, something to that effect. So just a nugget I saw there. So Altuve, um, it's been a couple months now. He is going to begin a rehab assignment because he broke his thumb. So uh, much needed addition for the Astros if they can get him back within the next couple of weeks or so because they've they've lost a couple starting pitchers. Uh, it's not been looking good for Houston as we uh, have come to know them over the last few years. And speaking of IL and injuries, uh, Tyler Mall um, or Molly, I, I've never really known how to pronounce this guy's name, nor do I care. Um, he of the Twins is the latest pitcher to undergo Tommy John surgery. And it's funny because these guys are, I just mentioned two, two starters on the Astros that are all, you know, that have been, been hurt. And, Last season in Major League Baseball, they just said this during the Yankee game, which I was just watching a few minutes ago. They just said that 57% of starters in Major League Baseball a year ago were on the IL. So are we surprised that you added the pitch clock and now pitchers have to work that much faster? Uh, Although they're saying that that's not attributing to any of these injuries. I just think these workout regimens, the way these guys are being babied, um, only throwing every five days, and they have these strict regiments, and they're throwing harder than ever. And I just, it's a recipe for disaster. But they better do something fast because it's ridiculous how many guys are getting hurt. Okay, we've got the number one pitcher in baseball set to make his debut tonight. And actually, let me just check if this, uh, wow, the heater down nine points would be a good time to bet, but I'm a little busy. Um, the Marlins are losing, or excuse me, winning three to two. So let's see. Uh, Yuri Perez, that's the guy, number one prospect in uh, pitcher in baseball. He went straight from Double A. He is twenty years old. Um, just turned twenty on April fifteenth. He's listed at six foot eight. 220 pounds. Oh my God. Imagine staring a six foot eight pitcher down uh and, and him you know stepping and throwing off the mound he looks like it's gonna look like he's on top of you scary stuff there but according to his pitching coach Dave Island who if you know Dave Island is a very well-known guy he's been a pitching coach uh want to say he won a World Series with the Royals he was with the Yankees the Mets um so he's now in the Marlins system at double a and He said about Perez that he is the most raw talent of anyone he has ever instructed. That is absolutely insane. Uh, Let's see what his stat line is so far tonight. Four and two-thirds, 
two runs, two earned, seven strikeouts, yikes, 88 pitches. Um, but, yeah, just his first start in the big leagues. They do have a lead. Uh, seven strikeouts and four and two-thirds is pretty good. But uh, clearly he's got electric stuff. So somebody to keep an eye out for um, in the years to come and the months ahead. Okay, Jason Tatum last night shot the Celtics back into this series in one quarter because through the first three quarters, Tatum was non-existent. He was one for 13 with just three points, seven rebounds, and six assists. He also had three turnovers to go along with that. But in the fourth quarter, he went off for 16 as the Celtics outscored the Sixers 24 to 13 in the quarter and won the game 95 to 86. In a closeout game, excuse me, the Sixers scored just 13 points in the fourth. Just 13 points. And why am I not shocked? Harden was over four in the final 12 minutes, and Tobias Harris, just two points in 42 minutes. This was the game they needed to win. Now they head back to Boston for a game seven, which I give them no shot at winning because, well, the Sixers haven't proven they can get to the conference finals and win a second-round series since 2001. And all I need, all I need is for Harden to get bounced and that stupid big three that screwed over my Brooklyn Nets will all have been bounced out of the playoffs yet again with these new teams, and they won't win a championship with their new teams. Because guess what? The Suns got bounced for the second straight year as title favorites. Wah! I'm not upset whatsoever. Because nearly a year ago to the day, the top-seeded Suns had a Game 7 at home against the Mavs, and they lost by 33 points after trailing by 30 at the half. So, naturally, last night, the Suns were in a Game 6 at home. Yes, they were down DeAndre Ayton. Yes, they were down Chris Paul. But when you have Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, that should be enough to at least keep the game close. And it wasn't. Against the top-seeded Nuggets, they found themselves down 30 points at the half yet again. They gave up 81 points in the first half, which I believe is a Nuggets franchise record for points in a half. Shocker there, right? Denver ends up winning 125 to 100. And again, I'm not sad. Just need the Sixers to lose now, and all will be right in the world. Sorry, not sorry, Kevin Durant. I don't really, truly blame you, but you would have done a better job if you would have just stayed with the Brooklyn Nets, sorry to say. And good luck with this team next year. It's going to be blown up to pieces. You're going to be the only two left, you and Booker, at, at this rate. Okay, so last week, I didn't actually report on this, but... When Embiid won, uh, maybe I did, I don't know. When Embiid won MVP, we found out something a little strange and curious. Of the 100 ballots cast, Nikola Jokic only appeared on 99 of them. You're, it was like, what? Is that a misprint, a miscalculation? Jokic won back-to-back -back MVPs over the last two years. 
all the talk at the be- for most of the season was that he was going to win a third until Embiid went on a crazy run. So you figure he's going to at least be in the top two or three, right? Because um, if you don't know how voting works, uh, the voters select five players. So your top five. So surely Jokic should have been in the top five, but one person didn't have Jokic on their ballot out of 100 ballots. Well, it turns out that person was former coach and player and just happens to be the lead broadcaster for ABC and ESPN. The one, the only Mark Jackson, which is shocking because it's like Mark Jackson, like, Mark Jackson knows his stuff. How the hell did he leave Jokic off his ballot? Well, here's how. Just listen to Mark himself explain it. I I live by you. You make a mistake. You own it. I'm not a guy that does it for clicks or be trending. Uh, Absolute mistake made by me. You can tell. I, I probably am thinking, how did I make the mistake? You can tell. I put one center, two forwards, and two guards. So I wasn't even thinking. I apologize to the Denver Nuggets. I apologize to Nikola Jokic, who is not only in the MVP discussion and deserved to be on my ballot, but he's one of the greatest players in the history of this game. And he's a top 10 center of all time. Uh, so uh, I own it. If you want to take away my vote or do whatever, more than welcome. I made a mistake. He deserves, in my opinion, to be clearly, I would have still voted for Joel Embiid, the MVP, but with Giannis and Joker second and third, they deserve that. Uh, incredible year by him. He continues to make history. I own the mistake, and I apologize. So, yeah, there you have it. Mark Jackson simply made a mistake and forgot to put Jokic on his ballot. Listen, these things happen, but you'd think when he submitted it and they looked at it, they'd say, uh, Mark, you're the only one that doesn't have Jokic on your ballot. Are you sure this is correct? And then he would have been like, oh, crap, I obviously screwed that up. I did not mean that. So, yeah, very curious. Um, and, and, and well, I guess that clears that up. Um, just checking some scores here. Yankees are losing 2-1. to one. Uh, I need them to win. And I parlayed that with the Mets win. They're both losing by one run right now. Uh, let's see what's going on. Miami is down six, still at the end of the first. Uh, so yeah, uh, we got a long way to go, folks. Long night ahead of us. It's going to be okay. It's definitely going to be okay. All right. Let us move on. NFL schedules were released last night. And, of course, they always love to make a spectacle of this and yada, yada, yada. And they have, like, shows about this, and it's just all over the television, right? And I'm here to tell you that I'm all here for it. At least this year I'm all here for it. Because now that my New York J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets have Aaron Rodgers, we are finally the talk of the town, the talk of the NFL. We're not the jo- we're, we're not second fiddle or, or on the back pages to the Giants. No, we are front page and center. Just look at Sauce Gardner on the new Sports Illustrated cover, which, by the way, was a little weird, but even that, I'm all for it. I was 
oh, I'm loving it. I'm loving my Jets right now. And so the schedule comes out, and not going to lie, it's a little daunting. We play some seriously tough uh, opponents. We play the, we play both the Chiefs and the Eagles in, like, the first six weeks of the season. We have a bye week, week seven. Um, but I'm not going to get it. And we start the season on uh, – Monday night football. I'm not going to get into like the entire jet schedule, but I did want to give you some cool um, NFL schedule nuggets, if you will. So there will be games on virtually every holiday this year. We get three on Thanksgiving, which I believe are all going to be all NFC teams. Actually, we get one game on black Friday and that's right, baby. My New York jets are playing in the first ever black Friday game. They're not even counting it as one of the jets primetime games, but that will be their sixth, essentially sixth primetime game. That will be a game against the dolphins at like 3 PM on Amazon prime. So that's cool. Uh, we will get an NFL Sunday on Christmas Eve, and a Christmas triple header, as well as a New Year's Eve game. This is just great. Um, they The New York Jets, by the way, will also be playing 10 games at MetLife Stadium, marking just the second time in 93 years that an NFL team will get to play 10 games at its home stadium which is awesome because obviously that one that 10th game will be technically a road game against the New York Giants uh but they share a stadium so that's awesome uh all eight, uh all NFC teams get to play nine home games this year so that's why the Jets are unique having that 10th road game because uh this actually I believe happened last year yes yeah, since 1930 this has only happened one other time and that occurred last year with the Rams who played the Chargers and they share that stadium um as well SoFi Stadium. The Jets will also be returning to Sunday Night Football where they will host the Chiefs, the Super Bowl champion Chiefs in week four. That's one of the games I have them losing. I have the Jets going at worst 12 and 5, but I think 13 and 4 is a good mark, especially with this schedule. It marks the first time in nearly 12 years that the Jets have played on Sunday Night Football. Coincidentally, that was the last time they made the playoffs. Um, also, the Jags will make their return to Monday Night Football after a 12 year hiatus. So, a couple of these teams that have been in the you know, down in the doldrums and the dumps the last decade or so. We're starting to get good again, Jets, Jaguars. So they're going to naturally put them um, on, on TV more. So, um, but yeah, you know, with the Jets schedule, yeah, they play a tough schedule to start the season. But I saw something interesting. Um, Everyone, want, you know, is talking about how it's going to take Aaron Rodgers some time to get acclimated to this new team and everything. I've been saying all along, he's got Nathaniel Hackett, he's got Alan Lazard, he's got Randall Cobb, two receivers that he's worked with for years, um, and an offensive coordinator that helped him win, you know, MVPs. So I don't think it's going to be much growing pains. I think the more, more concern is, like, working Brees Hall back into the mix. Like, he's not going to be 100% probably by week one. It's going to take him a few weeks, and can they weather the storm? I think anytime you play a division opponent, you have a chance, so they open up Monday Night Football. I'm not scared of the Bills. I'm really not because we beat them last year with Zach Wilson at quarterback, and we should have beat them a second time with Mike White at quarterback if we didn't fumble the ball late in the game going in to score and take the lead. But everybody's talking about Rodgers, you know, it's going to take him time, but the Cowboys, Patriots, Chiefs, Broncos, Eagles, they all now have new offensive coordinators, and the Jets play them in the first 
quarter of the season. So, listen, the, that's a big deal when you have new coordinators. So I, I, I like the Jets' chances against all these teams, but I, I'm, I'll, I'll temper my expectations and say we go about 4-2 and two to start or so, something like that, 3-3 three and three at worst, at worst, headed into the bye. Um, so, but, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, okay, back to this, back to the schedule, less about the Jets. So, um, okay, yeah, sorry. So I last talked about the Jags returning to Monday Night Football after exactly 12 years. They are also scheduled to play the Bengals in, uh, excuse me, that game is against the Bengals. That will be an AFC matchup against the Bengals in week 13. The Jags will also be the first team in NFL history to play two games in London this year, and they are actually back-to-back games. They will be the home team against the Falcons in week four before playing as the road team against the Bills in week five. And for the first time in more than 40 years, the NFL will be holding games on four different Saturdays during the regular season. There will be at least one Saturday game in weeks 15 through 18. Then you have the Lions who will play three times in the first 12 weeks on Thursday night football. The three Thursday night football games is tied for the most of any excuse me, tied for the most any team has played in a season since 2000, the 2021 Cowboys, 2019 Bears, and, of course, the 2000 Lions also played three Thursday night football games. So this team is, uh, I guess you could say, is used to this. Um, Of those three Thursday night football games, this is crazy, two of them will be against the Packers, marking the first time since 1967 that two divisional rivals have had both of their games against one another played on a Thursday. I don't know how they come up with this stuff. Um, For the first time in NFL history, there will be a Monday night football triple header. The reason being Christmas falls on a Monday this year. Just insane. So those are some cool nuggets, some tidbits about the release of the NFL schedule. And by now, I'm sure you know your teams, whatever team you root for, you know that schedule by heart. You know when your team's bye week is. You know which games you're trying to go to, et cetera, et cetera. So pretty cool stuff. Can't wait for the start of the season. Okay, last night we saw Carolina move on the betting favorite Hurricanes unfortunately handled my Devils last night 3-2 to two in OT. They win the series four games to one and are into the conference finals where they await the winner of the Panthers-Maple Leafs. I can tell you right now, the Panthers, the eight-seeded Panthers who got past the Bruins are looking like, uh, you know, they're a period and a half, two periods or so, yeah, period and a half away from advancing Yet again, past Toronto, they're up two goals to one. I think Maple Leafs just scored. It was two nothing a little while ago. So they're up two two to one right now. Um, I'll update you that uh, on that as the show uh, goes on. I'll maybe let you guys know the score at the end of the show. So, um, yeah, L- listen. I was happy to see my Devils beat the Rangers, and like I said last week, I've watched more hockey this year than I probably ever have. It was super, the playoffs were exciting. The Devils are a young 
you know, fast, hungry team. It was super awesome to watch them this year. After the last couple of years, they've just been so bad. Had those number one picks two out of like three years, uh, Nico Heischer and Jack Hughes. And uh, I was just happy to get past the, you know, the Rangers, rival Rangers in seven games. And then I thought with the Bruins losing to the Panthers, maybe there was an opening, maybe there was a chance. But uh, the Hurricanes just made quick work of the Devils, and it was unfortunate. Um, but I have high hopes for the future of this Devils team, and I can't wait. And, um, yeah, I've just been paying attention to these playoffs so much more than I ever have. It's wild what's going on. Uh, because on the other side of the bracket, the Stars are now one win away from the Western Conference Finals after their 5-2 win last night over the second-year team in the Seattle Kraken. If you remember, not too long ago, Seattle was up two games to one in the series, and now they're facing elimination uh, tomorrow. So it, it, just crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. And then you've got Vegas and Edmonton a little bit later tonight at 10 p.m. That series is tied up 2-2, so nobody can win the series um, tonight. So they'll have to go to, you know, at least um, a game six. But, man, fun stuff. Okay, um, Mike Anderson is suing St. John's for $45 million dollars. So not too long ago, St. John's fired Anderson for cause in March, a termination the coach feels was an unlawful loophole to avoid paying his buyout. According to Anderson, he believes those funds were directly used to hire his replacement, Rick Patino, who was hired 10 days later. Anderson is asking the court for $45.6 million in damages, $11.4 million for what was left on his contract, and a whopping $34.2 million in punitive damages. Oh, my God. Yeah, sorry, Mike, but I don't think you're getting $34.2 million in, in damages. Like, I love when they throw out numbers like that. Like, what do you need $34.2 million for? They fired you. That Like, your, your life is... Um, you, ruined now so like you can't get another job like 34.2 it's it's a, an absurd number and i don't know even how they came up with it but whatever um all rick patino is do is has been able to do is probably something that mike anderson couldn't do and it's probably why they fired him um He's got nine transfers already since taking over. I mean, it's not terribly shocking with the way the transfer portal is, but uh, just a little story to keep an eye out for. All right, here's a cool story. I don't know if this is cool or scary because it's Bill Belichick and the Patriots, and I never trust anything they do, but the Patriots signed as an undrafted free agent after the NFL draft and all that was over. Um, they signed a kid named Jordan Heilig out of App State, Appalachian State. If you've never heard of him, there's a reason why. Jordan Heilig wasn't even trying to get into the NFL. After spending four years as a special teamer at App State, Heilig was planning on entering the transfer portal or he did enter the transfer portal, and as he was waiting to find his next school, he got a job at Zaxby's to pay the bills. What happened next was shocking to everyone. 
the Patriots called him and said they were signing him. This is how bizarre this is. Heilig had no highlight reel. He had no agent. And he didn't even participate in App State's Pro Day because he was planning to transfer. Now, everyone agrees that his athleticism makes him appealing. He just hadn't played enough on defense to warrant a look until, I guess, now. Um, He's logged 873 special team snaps at App State. And listen, like I said, if Belichick is interested in someone, he must know something the rest of us don't. I mean, he's made he's made Slater a special team lifer, like all. all I mean, Pro Bowler for 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 his entire career, basically Matthew Slater. Um, so is he going to do the same with this kid? I don't know. Is this kid even going to make the 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 fifty three man roster? Is he going to make the practice squad? I mean, this is unheard of. This is unprecedented. The kid was trying to transfer to another college after four years at App State. He had he wasn't even he didn't go to a pro day. He didn't attend workouts. He didn't you know have film. He didn't have an agent. He, nothing. And all of a sudden, he's not even trying, and he just gets a call from the Patriots. Imagine these other kids that didn't get drafted that actually are were trying, hired agents, you know, had highlights tapes, ha, you know, had a pro day, and then this kid gets hired. It's unbelievable. But I tell you what, it's a hell of a lot better than uh, working at Zaxby's. So good luck to this kid. Wow. Okay, switching things up. Let's get back to baseball for a quick second. Kenley Jansen joins Elite Company. With his strikeout of Travis Darno on Wednesday, Jansen closed out a 5-2 Boston win over Atlanta and notched his 400th career save. In doing so, he became the seventh pitcher in Major League Baseball history to record 400 saves. And he's having an unbelievable season, resurgent season with the Red Sox. All right, let's get to all NBA selections. They came out earlier this week. All NBA first team. So I believe this is the last year they're breaking it up by position. So two guards, two forwards, a center. Thank God they're getting rid of this because this is a joke. Shy or excuse me, Shay Gilgis Alexander. SGA is <laughs> made the first team. First time on this list and he made first team. You had Luca as your other guard on first team, that is what it is. I'm not a fan of his, to be honest. At forward, the fo- two forward positions, you had Giannis and Jason Tatum. Uh, at the center position, you had your, obviously, MVP of the league, Joel Embiid. All-NBA second team, Steph Curry, uh, Spida, Donovan Mitchell. Forward, Jalen Brown, Jimmy Butler, and center, Nikola Jokic. I'm sorry, I don't think Jimmy Butler deserves to be on second team. Maybe doesn't even deserve third team. He didn't play all that well this year. I don't think he played in a lot of games. Um, Jokic should probably be on first team, but because of the positional thing, it is what it is. Um, All-NBA third team, De'Aaron Fox. I think he should be higher on this list. He should be second or possibly even first team. He got his team to the three seed in the West after a, what, 16-year hiatus from the playoffs. Um, third team, you also had LeBron. I think he's made it now every year of his career. Uh, Julius Randle also made it at the forward position, which is quite shocking. And then at the center position, you have Sabonis, which I think is is pretty accurate there. So maybe you could say a couple guys left off. I just think um, 
I don't even think Julius Randle has been the best player on his own team this year. So that's why that to me is a head scratcher. Um, but it is what it is. Hopefully next year they get rid of the positional thing and we just have the five best players. That's all we want. Okay, in other news, Bo Jackson is un- is going to be undergoing surgery either this weekend or next week. I don't really know if he's had it already or not, but he's undergoing surgery for chronic hiccups. Oh, my God. Yeah, say what? So apparently since July of 2022, which is nearly one year, it's been like 10 months, the former Auburn NFL and MLB star has been dealing with the condition. I don't, I don't know. I'm still baffled by this. Like, is he just having conversations with people and he's just hiccuping left and right? Like, does he literally hiccup all day long? I don't understand, but doctors have apparently been unable to identify the cause of the hiccups. And so now they're going to go in and do some sort of surgery. I don't even know what, what, what is this surgery? How does this work? This is just insane. It's wild. I've never heard of such a thing. Apparently it could happen though. Yeah, just bizarre. I think he's like in his either 60 or in his 60s. Just I, I I don't know. I every day I'm uh, uh, something new shocks me, and this is it today. Crazy. Okay, back to the Kentucky Derby that took place um sa- last Saturday. The 149th run for the roses, and it was won by a horse called Mage. The 15 to one long shot became the fourth horse in five years to win with double digit odds. The horse had only one previous win, and I think it was only its third, it's only been its third career race. And the jockey on this horse was 0-15 at the Kentucky Derby, which is just crazy. And we don't know yet if this horse will be competing in the preakness. Um, of course, everybody loves to 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 uh see like a triple crown opportunity. And over the years, it's been just harder and harder to see to get these horses to just race in that second and third race after winning the first one. So we have that. Uh, But yeah, that was a fun race because a lot of controversy with the euthanization of a bunch of these horses, Um, the front running horse being scratched late last minute. Then the field got cut down to 18 horses from the original 20. So a lot of stuff going on there, but uh, overall I think it was a success. Okay. We're at the final segment of this episode pretty short episode today um i actually got through stuff pretty quickly no rants for me just yet listen the yankees aren't last in the al east i get it but let's get to on this date in sports may 12th 1925 yogi Berra was born and today a new documentary titled it ain't over came out i don't know if that's available on streaming or if that's in the theaters or not um Let's see. It ain't over. Yeah, I believe that's in theaters only right now, so I'll have to wait for that to come out um, on streaming, which I'm sure it will eventually. Uh, If you don't know who Yogi Berra was, he's a legend, legendary catcher with the Yankees. He played uh, 19 years in Major League Baseball 
and all but just his final year came with the Yankees. He was a three-time AL MVP, two-time AL MVP runner-up, a 10-time World Series champion, 18-time All-Star, 59.5 war, 2,150 hits, 321 doubles, 358 home runs, 1,430 RBIs. He was a 285 hitter with a 125 OPS plus, and he was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 1972. He was a Yankee catcher. He was a manager. He was a legend, and I can't wait to watch this documentary for sure. Um, So happy birthday, Yogi. Obviously, he's no longer with us, but happy birthday to Yogi anyway, because what a legend. What a freaking legend. Okay. Oh, actually, did I? Um, I wanted to update you guys on. All right, Maple Leafs and Panthers is still two to one. Before I let you guys go, let's see. Heat and... Knicks, Miami's now got a one-point lead, so I'm missing my chance to bet this game. Although the longer it goes, the better the odds will be if they do keep it close. Um, You've got Golden State. Oh, the Yankees are tied 2-2. Let's go. I need the Yankees to win. Where are the Mets at? God damn it. The Mets are losing 2-0 to the Nationals. This is pathetic. How are the Mets losing to the Nationals again? Again! How are the Mets this bad? Get swept by Detroit. Get swept by Colorado. I mean, are you kidding me? They lost two out of three to Cincinnati. Uh, This is a joke. I mean, this is a joke. Seriously. All right, they didn't get swept by Washington last time they played, but they lost two out of three. And the the, the one they won, that's right, they won barely. They won nine to eight. They had to come back and win that. Two nothing. It isn't crazy. Um... But I went out on a limb with that bet today, and I really needed to hit. And I just, I was feeling it, you know? It's one of those things where you just feel it in your bones. It's like, this bet feels so good. And the second you press submit, you just have instant regret. Or really, the second the game starts, you have instant regret. Um, And I missed out the other night. I should have bet the Warriors in that game five. Um, But I'm definitely thinking of betting the Warriors tonight. I just don't think... Listen, the Corgi has predict has spoken. And if you haven't seen the video yet, there's this little Corgi in, in somebody's house. They throw it a little ball, and it's hitting the ball off its face off the wall, and it's bouncing in a couple laundry baskets. One's labeled Lakers, one's labeled Warriors, and it has correctly predicted every single game of this series. And according to the Corgi, the Warriors are going to win games six and seven, and I happen to agree because it's game six tonight, baby, and we all know what that means, Clay Thompson time. We all know what he did in game six all those years ago. Can he do it again? Because the Warriors won pretty handily the other night, and Klay Thompson was really the only one that didn't do too much. So I expect Klay Thompson to go off tonight, and I expect the Warriors to win. They're plus 140 on the money line, which is solid, but I think I could get better odds as the game progresses. Also, I kind of want to see the first quarter and see how it plays out. But... We'll see. The Miami uh, game is almost at the half, so I probably 14 seconds left. They're up one. I won't bet that any time uh, just yet, but I'm going to go back now. I'm going to uh, edit up this 
podcast, get this out there for you guys to listen to later tonight or probably tomorrow, the rest of the weekend. And um, I'm going to watch some baseball and some sports the rest of the night and see how it plays out. So without further ado, that is episode 207 of This Week in Sports. I'm the Pody signing off. Wish me good luck with uh, golf tomorrow. I haven't played in quite some time, and it could get ugly. But let's just hope I keep it under I keep it under 90. That's my goal. Keep it under 90 for tomorrow and I will be I'll be happy. I'll be kind of shocked if I do that, but we'll see. Manifest it and it will happen. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the rest of your weekend. I'm the Pody signing off. I'll catch everybody next week. Oh, and happy Mother's Day to all those beautiful and wonderful mothers out there. Mother's Day is Sunday. Don't forget it. All right. Now I think we're done. Pody signing off. Deuces.